0: These remain standing for the reading of God's word. Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 26, the announcement to Mary. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who is said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would work in us this willing spirit that Mary had when she heard your grand and glorious plan for her but realized it would cause a lot of immediate challenge and difficulty, yet she was willing. Work in us that willing spirit that we might delight in your glorious will. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. This year, our Advent theme is, For Unto Us a Child is Born. It is classic. It is right down the middle of, of, of the road. It's, it's, it's the uh, big message of Christmas. It's from the Old Testament, prophesying the birth of Christ, fulfilled in the birth of Christ. And This is my 38th Christmas series. In the early service, I said my 38th Christmas, and people challenged me after. I said, I know you're more than 38 years old. It's my thirtieth Christmas series uh, here at Sycamore, first back in the school and all this. And, and it's interesting, there are only so many passages about the birth of Christ in Scripture. And it, it can become challenging, you might think, to preach uh, 38 different Christmas messages, four in each series. And yet the whole Bible is about the birth of Christ the whole Bible is about God sending his son into the world. Sometimes some of the series might be way out there on the edge. I could, I could talk about the promised uh, child to come through the eyes of Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. And it would be biblical. It would be true. But here in this uh, last Christmas uh, series that I get to, to lead in this church, I wanted to go right down the middle and hit the classic High points. Their theme is for unto us a child is born. We're going to talk about this morning the announcement to Mary. Uh, next week, the fulfillment in Bethlehem. The following week, the threat of Herod. It's really the story of the wise men, the magi. The threat of Herod to the baby, Jesus. And then finally, the worship of the shepherds. And what I desire is this, that we would begin. Pray that God would work in our hearts the willing spirit that Mary will show us to do whatever is God's will in our lives and that we would end with the worship of Christ along with the shepherds, Christ the Savior. So this morning we come to the announcement to Mary. This is a long-awaited promise The theme verse for the series for unto us a child was born was given through the prophet Isaiah some 700 years before the coming of Christ before the birth of Christ. And yet that wasn't the first promise that God made to send a a child to have this special son to send his son into the world that the hints of it go all the way back to the very beginning. For unto us. A child is born, a promise made when God did warn that cursed serpent who deceived our fresh-made mother, Adam's Eve. With Adam joining, Satan won, and death to all the world had come. So Satan thought, until God said, The woman's seed will crush your head the seed preserved through Noah's ark and barren Sarah's miracle birth, the seed David's promised son who would establish David's throne. For unto us a child is born in manger laid on Christmas morn. Moses lived some 1,500 years before the birth of Jesus. It was through Moses that God revealed the first five chapters, uh, the first five books of the Bible. And in the first three chapters of Genesis, we learn of how God created our first parents, Adam and Eve. How the serpent, Satan himself, tempted Eve, and she was deceived. And she ate and gave to Adam, and death came into the world. It's in the third chapter of the Bible that God cursed Satan and made this promise. He said, "I will bring enmity between you and the woman, and between her seed and your seed. You will bruise his head, uh, his his heel, but he will crush your head." Do you hear the victory there? The woman's seed means her child, her offspring her descendant the threat of the flood came to wipe out the human race without that salvation but God protected and preserved the seed of the woman through Noah's ark Sarah was Abraham's wife and she was old she was barren and God promised Abraham a child seed through Sarah and Sarah laughed But then, miraculously, she became pregnant and she gave birth to a son. The woman's seed was preserved in that generation. There are so many other scriptures beyond uh, the promised son of David who would sit on his throne. We could read the whole Bible. It's all about God sending his son, the woman's seed, to bring salvation, to crush the serpent's head and to win us back to him. That's what the whole Bible is about. And it's now fulfilled in many ways in this announcement to Mary. Uh, The announcement to Mary is not the beginning of the Christmas story. It in itself is a fulfillment of 1,500-year-old promises recorded of ancient promise made before Adam and Eve of salvation to come. The sixth month God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, now, that's not where anybody that was uh, versed in scripture would have expected God to be at work. Uh, later, when Jesus was growing up, uh, people said, he's from Nazareth. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? The people of Israel looked down on Nazareth as a uh, outside, back in the woods, by water. And yet, Mary was in Nazareth, and God sends an angel to her, to a virgin, pledged to be married to a man named Joseph. Now, In our culture, an engagement is not as strong as betrothal was in the New Testament days. Uh, Betrothal was more like the commitment of marriage itself. To break a betrothal was divorce in and of itself. Betrothal was the commitment, but it was not yet consummated until the marriage. For us in our culture, you can be engaged and then uh, break it off, and it's not quite the same thing. Mary was committed here, but her betrothal was not yet consummated in marriage she had known no man so she was a virgin pledged to be married to a man named joseph a descendant of david the virgin's name was mary the angel went to her and said greetings you who are highly favored the lord is with you now that's good news isn't it but what's mary's response what's the response of everybody when god appears Through an angel or in himself in his glory. What's the response? They're afraid. They're afraid. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Why was she afraid? It wasn't the words that troubled her, that uh, you who are highly favored. It was just the fact that he spoke the words to her, that she was standing in the holy presence of God through, through the agency of this angel. And she knew she was a sinner. It didn't mean exactly that God caught her hand in the cookie jar. It wasn't because she was doing a sin at that point. It was in the presence of God she knew who she was as a sinner. And she was in the presence of the holiness of God. Yes, it disturbed her. And she wondered, what is this? The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. That's what the angel said to the shepherds too. That's what God often says as his first words through himself or through an angel when he is appearing to us. He said, don't be afraid because he's at work accomplishing what he promised through the woman's seed to bring us back to himself. Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. Now I'm sure Mary wishes that the angel could have just stopped right there. I found favor with God in spite of my sin and and I'm in his presence, but he finds favor with me. That is good news. That would bring comfort, right? But the next thing that the angel says is in itself troubling You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. What do you think Mary was thinking right then? Say what? How am I going to explain this to Joseph? He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. I warrant that that Mary uh, knew the teachings of her local synagogue. She had probably been to Jerusalem. We know that later when Jesus was 12 years old, they traveled to Jerusalem to worship God. Uh, She knew that these were promises of the Messiah to come. She knew that there was a great and mighty work that God was doing. This was indeed favor but can you imagine what she was still thinking? She said, how will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? I She's still thinking, how I can I explain this to Joseph? I am still a virgin. I don't think she went quite to, how can you do this to me? It was more just, how will this be? Now, can you imagine the conversation that she ended up having with Joseph? Joseph, my beloved, come walk with me a while. I have something to share with you this evening. An angel of God has appeared unto me. And this is the greeting he gave me. The Spirit of God will overcome me. And I will bear a child. And I'll call his name Jesus. For he'll save his people from sins. The name Jesus means Yahweh saves. Joseph. Mary. Oh, Mary. How can this be true? How can I believe a word you're saying? I've kept you a virgin, and now you're with child? How can I believe you're not lying? Joseph. Oh, Joseph. I've known no other man. And I serve only one God, Jehovah. Please know that I'm not deceiving you. I'm only believing His promise that the Spirit of God will overcome me and I will bear His child. And I will call His name Jesus for He'll save His people from sin. Mary. Oh, Mary. Mary. Come walk with me a while. I have something to share with you this morning. An angel of God has appeared unto me. And this is the greeting that he gave me. The Spirit of God has overcome her. And she will bear a child. And she will call his name Jesus, for he'll save his people from sin. This is from an old song I learned in my college years from John Fisher. And the end is a duet. I asked Mary to sing this duet with me this morning. And I told her I wasn't serious because I wanted her to love me afterwards. (laughs) But they both sing together, and we will call his name Jesus, for he'll save his people from sin. They came together, and God reassured Joseph. But in our passage in Luke, the angel didn't even say, don't worry about Joseph, I'll take care of him. She didn't know how that would work out yet. She's still wondering How will this be? And the big plan of God means a lot of immediate difficulty for her. The angel answers when she says, How will this be, since I'm a virgin? The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. At this point, Mary believes. She believes, even though all of her immediate difficulties aren't answered. Here's where I think we can step in and identify, because we still live in this fallen world, we still have the strains in relationships. We still have the illnesses. We still have the failures. We still have all the challenges that come with this fallen world. And even when we have success for a little while, they end up aging and and going away and ending in death if we have no other hope. God doesn't uh, say, I'm going to make this world all pleasant for you. He doesn't... Uh, tell us through the angel, I'm going to take care of it with Joseph. I'm going to tell the people in town. We do know that he went to Joseph. I want to read to you uh, the beginning of Matthew so that you can see what God did do for Mary with Joseph. But his first response was not just our speculation. It's given to us in Scripture. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. Let's stop there. God was messing up a good thing for Mary. She was betrothed to a good man. She must have been looking forward to her marriage with with such a man. And now she's told she'll be with child. And she doesn't know how that's going to play out. There's so much that we don't know how it's going to play out in our lives. and we 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 can be so focused on that and so distressed that we miss the hope that is ours with the big plan of God. You see, we're given a, a promise that is as great or even greater than the announcement made to Mary. The announcement made to Mary was that through her... God the Son would come into the world to be our Savior. That's the big plan. This part for Mary, she's she's. Uh, it's through Mary that God accomplishes the big plan, so that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. We hear that promise, don't we? And then we look back around to this world and say, "But how can this be? How can I be happy?" God is leaving me with all these present problems. Job's attitude when God takes away all his blessings is the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. But do we love God just for his gifts? I had an experience on Friday night of the Lord giving and the Lord taking away. I bought a Christmas tree, put it on the top of the car, they strapped it down, got home cut it off cut the cords on the top of the car and uh uh, realized i hadn't bought the sprayer to spray that tree wilt on it so i went back to pleasant's hardware to buy the the sprayers and didn't realize until i got home and the tree was not there in the driveway that i had left the tree on the top of the car now where we live if you it had to roll off the top of the car at the end of our driveway or where Elmstead turns onto Winterfield, it could not have gone far. And I looked for it. I looked out there with with a flashlight. I looked for it. Somebody, the Grinch, stole my tree. (laughs) So I can be mad at two things. One, I'm an idiot. (laughs) Two, somebody stole my tree. And it had our name on it. It had long on it because we came back and got it with the car. So somebody knew it was ours. Still all dressed in that net and everything. There are lots of things to be mad about in this fallen world, beginning with our own idiocy and to the things that are done to us. But it's just it's a silly little thing that we I had to go back and buy another tree and we got it up and all that kind of stuff. That is a silly, 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 silly little thing to the things that the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. There are some serious things that God takes away from our lives. But they're all small potatoes compared to his big and glorious plan. They're all like Mary wondering, what's Joseph going to think about this? You know, even when God, uh, through an angel, revealed to Joseph that it was okay, that what Mary was saying was true, he didn't solve all her problems. He didn't say to the whole town of Nazareth, here's what I did with Mary and Joseph, honor them. I wonder what the town thought of them. I wonder what Mary's parents thought about what happened. Joseph's parents. God didn't explain. He didn't just make everything go away. They had to live with that. And they bore with that for the sake of the glory that was to be, re- to be revealed in them. That's where we are often. God doesn't take away all those attendant problems. I think that the evidence in scripture is that Joseph and Mary didn't try to explain everything to the town of Nazareth. They just looked at Joseph and Mary as though they had misbehaved before they got married. That's what they thought. They'd say, is this not Joseph's son? And they said that with some ridicule about Jesus after he had grown up. So <laughs> Joseph probably thought, no way they're going to believe about the angel telling us that this is you know, God the sign." They just knew it in their own hearts. And it leads to the the conclusion. Um, What God did was a miraculous fulfillment of his promise. As he told Mary, as the angel told Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, the Most High will overshadow you, and you are to bear the Son of God. And then the angel gives uh, Mary some evidence that God is trustworthy in this that she didn't just dream this up. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. In the children's inquirers class, uh, we come to the catechism question, can God do all things? And the answer is yes, God can do all his holy will. And we talked with these children a little bit about there's some things God can't do. Not because of his power, a limit in his power, but praise God, he cannot sin. He's holy. There are things that would not be his holy will to do. Praise God for that. God can't be sinful. He's holy, but God can do all his holy will. That's why we pray. Thy will, not mine, be done. It's this combination of nothing's impossible with God, but we don't go down the road of name it and claim it, and God, I know you can do anything, so this is what I want you to do. Prove it. We don't do that. But we don't say, it's hopeless. God can do all his holy will. So we pray. We pray for healing. We pray for provision. We pray for healed relationships. And they're holy prayers. But we say, God, you know everything. You know best. Your will be done. If it were up to us, we would be healed of every disease and live to the age of a thousand or even more and just really be old and live in a fallen world and never get to go to heaven. Isn't that right? Instead, we say, Lord, you know best. You know best. See, all of this leads to Mary's Willing spirit at the end. She said, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. I just point out to you that she said this before the angel, she knew that the angel was going to talk with Joseph. She said this before she knew anything more about how it would work out. Mary's troubles didn't end with the birth of Jesus. And the townspeople looking down on her. She raised Jesus. She saw him uh, go out and do his ministry. And she was there at the cross. A prophecy was made when Jesus was born and she took him to the temple as a baby. The sword will pierce your own soul as well. Think what it was like for Mary, the mother of Jesus, to be at the foot of the cross. So that God's son would bear her sin and our sin and be the Savior. Can you say, like Mary, Lord, I'm your servant. Whatever you say, may it be to me as you have said. That's the beginning of real peace and joy with God because we know the big picture. Mary was also at the empty tomb and she saw the risen Christ, we know the whole story we know the big picture we know when we face death when we mourn for the death of someone in our congregation or in our family we know the hope that is before us and it cannot be taken away and it's because Jesus himself had a willing spirit to do his father's will if there be any other way let this cup pass from me but thy will not mine be done. He said, no one takes my life from me. I lay it down of my own accord. Jesus was willing to go to the cross for you. That's what we celebrate in the Lord's Supper. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would address us wherever we are, whatever our challenges, whether we're at a high point or a low point in life. And that we would come to you with the willing spirit to say, I'm yours. I'm yours. Whatever you would will in my life, I embrace. And I thank you for my Savior, Jesus Christ, who gives to me that which cannot be taken away, and that is glory in heaven. (laughs) Father, I pray that you would bless those in particular in this Christmas season. Were at lowest points that you would come to them and lift them up and that you would help them to see your big picture your big plan that it would change their lives that they would live with willing spirits before you we pray this in jesus name amen